Esports is one of the fastest growing industries in the world. And this is the podcast where we talk all things branding, marketing, sponsorship, and events. I'm Rebecca Langawa, founder of Happy Warrior, and I'm an esports brand builder and strategist. Join me as I discuss the world of marketing and esports with some of the top experts in the industry. Welcome to the future marketing in esports. And welcome to the future of marketing and esports. I'm your host, Rebecca Langawa, and with me I have Maha Abu Elenane. Maha is the founder of Digital and Savvy. She's a communications expert and entrepreneur that has over 28 years of experience with global corporate giants, high-growth tech startups, and top government entities. What I love personally the most about Maha is really her passion for relationships storytelling, and strategic insights that she brings to every project that she touches. Maha, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to be here today. I love talking about all things gaming and esports and who better than to, than you. Like You're a leader in this space. I'm excited to be on. Thank you. And we actually met for the first time at an esports event, the Call of Duty launch weekend. Tell me about into esports. Tell me about it. It was like the first time I'd ever been to an esports event and I was just blown away. Like just the energy, the crowds, the the activity. It's like a real it is a real sporting event. And at the beginning I didn't really know like people get together in an arena to watch people playing video games, but it it was electric. The energy was on fire and it just it's so competitive and everyone was really pulling for their teams. It was so much fun for me to see. It was a real eye-opener for me. Like, I really didn't understand what it's about. It's like, you really have to go to experience to understand the importance, not only of the industry, but to understand this consumer. Like, I really was like, who are the people that are attending? What are some of the things that they're interested in? This is a whole target market that a lot of brands and businesses need to be focused on. And it was a huge eye-opener for me. Yeah, it was for me as well. I work in the industry. And for, for me, you know, going back almost two years, that event was my first live esports event. I had only been involved on the digital side of tournaments and, and thought leadership. So it was really interesting to see kind of how those pieces came together, um, actually in person and feeling that energy versus, you know, watching a, a YouTube video. So you have, experience, like your breadth of experience could probably take up like an entire hour of a podcast, but like scratch the surface for my listeners and let them know about your rich history and working in communications. Thank you. Okay. First of all, I, I'm a, I tell people I'm a professional storyteller. So I really help businesses or brands or high net worth individuals tell their story. Like what's the most important message or narrative that they should share with each other and how do they lean into telling good stories? Is it the message? Is it the platform? Is it making sure that they're culturally relevant, that they're talking at a time when people want to listen to their story? So that's kind of in a nutshell what I do. So I started in sports marketing. I worked at General Mills here in Minnesota, helped them like with the Olympics, with the NBA All-Star and Final Four, like just getting into like brands and sports. Then I lived overseas. I lived in Egypt and Dubai for many years. I ran communications for Google and Netflix help them kind of bring their business into the Middle East. And now I do work with Gary V, Patrick Murataglu, who's a tennis uh, coach. But I really focus on helping tell stories, 
in culturally relevant ways. And that's how I got into gaming and esports. It's like if you really want to be culturally relevant, you have to go to where your audience is. And a lot of these, you know, consumers are online watching video games. They're spending time on Twitch. They're spending time on YouTube gaming. They're living on Discord. It was a whole new audience that I had never been in touch with before. And it is, it's, it's fascinating. So what are the things you feel that brands should really be paying attention to when you know starting to communicate in the gaming and esports ecosystem? Well, I think you've taught me a lot about this too. It's the first thing is authenticity. Like if you want to be involved in gaming and esports, you have to come in in an authentic way. So what does that mean? Like, does that mean it through a game? Does that mean through a platform like a Twitch or a Discord? Does that mean through your product? Are you going to do something for gamers with your product? Does that mean you're going to talk to the gaming community through a game, like through a skin or doing something where they can be a part of your brand through that game? So being authentic is super, super important. I think a second thing is listening. Like a lot of brands spend a lot of time think coming up with their marketing strategies, but really need to spend the beginning of the relationship into gaming and esports on the listening side. Like, what are they talking about? When are they online? What are they interested in the most? You know, we did a bunch of research on a project we worked on together and learned that gamers are super healthy. They are just like they're savvy with their tech. They want to be comfortable when they're gaming. They care about brands that are really leaning into the space in a way that adds value to them. So making sure that we're doing all those things in our in our in our communications approach as well. Do you think brands are too slow to evolve? To, to get into these types of mediums for communication? I think this is hesitancy. Like, I think that some brands aren't taking it seriously. I don't think they're too slow. I just think they're like hesitant. Like, is that something we should do now? Is that something that doesn't really apply to us? It's a massive, massive consumer segment. Esports is also one of the fastest growing industries in sports today. So think about sports like tennis, which I work in, golf, uh, some of the, the brands and sports that are have been around for a long time. They're not appealing to younger audiences. Like people don't want to be spending, you know, five hours watching a tennis match. They want something short and quick and gaming is fun and, and it has that attention span that the users really uh, gravitate towards. Yeah. And Gen Z as well. I mean, I know you have done extensive research on what makes Gen Z tick. And I think that the most recent data shows that 87% of Gen Z define themselves as gamers. So back to how you, you just mentioned about kind of meeting people where they are, you know, where they're already interested. And in, I think is a really valid point as well. Super important. I think one of the, the reasons why I think, and you're talking a little bit about brand hesitancy, is the unlock of what is Gen Z into or what do they want? Like, are they just on TikTok? Are they just on Twitch? Well, no, it's neither. It's usually a lot of people think it's an or question. And this is something I learned from Gary V is and. It, it is both. You know, they do love TikTok but they also love YouTube. They do love TikTok, but they also love to go to the mall. Like it's it's not an either or, it's more of an and strategy. And I think if brands start to think about how they can show up for brands where all these consumer audiences are taking place, it's really a basic premise of any advertising is know your audience. Right. So what trends are you seeing then with that in mind? 
Well, I think the first trend we're looking at, which is so hard to ignore, is NFTs and cryptocurrencies. So how people are starting to understand that NFTs are just like when the internet got introduced or when social media got introduced, it's going to change the way that we live, the way that we work, the way we communicate, the way that we operate. And I think NFTs is coming into the gaming space in a real, real way. And and one of the things that when people say to me, well, what's an NFT? I usually reference gaming. Like when somebody goes into a game and buys a skin, that's a digital asset. That's what an NFT is. Yeah. These digital assets. Can you share some examples of how you think NFTs can really have an overlap with the gaming ecosystem beyond just what's already built in to the pandemic games themselves? Yeah, there's so many things. Like, so some of the games let players make digital currency while they're playing. Um, others allow users to compete against the world that own NFTs. So, like, could be a, a separate community. There are new NFT video games that are coming up every week that allow you to have those digital assets and really kind of thinking about how, just like sports has the NBA top shop and how brands like Budweiser's coming into the NFT space and like celebrities, you see like Reese Witherspoon tweeted, she got her first and her first Ethereum and Jay-Z and Steph Curry and Jason Derulo changed their avatar pictures to a crypto punk, which is a really popular NFT. One of the OG NFTs that was created, we're seeing it come into mainstream. And so streamers, phase banks, so you know who Banks is. He is always posting about NFTs and getting into the space. And so like, it's really pushing into the mainstream, the influence of the influencers into the gaming industries in, in ways just like that. So as somebody who's consuming that content, how do they interact with this NFT world? A bunch of different ways. I mean, there's, there's different. I mean, the main way right now is Discord. Like anybody who creates an NFT project, it creates an, a Discord channel. And that is an OG gaming thing to do. So I think what you should do if you're interested in learning more about NFTs, get on some of the Discord channels of the popular uh, NFT projects. So a lot of the big ones, if you go to CryptoSlam.io, it gives you, this is like a public site. It gives you a listing of what are the most popular NFT projects and how are they performing? Because NFTs are on a blockchain, it's all transparent. It's all out there for everyone to see how much was bought, how much was sold, how much was it sold for. So if you want to learn more about NFT projects, the first thing I would suggest you to do if you're into it, especially for gaming, is go to CryptoSlam.io and you'll see the projects that are listed there. How did they do after 24 hours, after seven days, after 30 days, and for a lifetime? The second thing you should do is find the niche of what you love. If you are into soccer, you're probably going to go to, or football, you're probably going to go to the So Rare NFT site. If you are into art and you really care about like specific artists, you might go to Twitter and find out who are the hot artists that are tweeting. All you have to do is do a Twitter search um, on NFT and artists and it'll pull things out for you. So Depending on the community that you like to follow, let's say, for example, you are really into college football players, and now college has this new thing called NIL, name and likeness, name, image, and likeness, where they college players can now get represented. You might want to go to Candy Digital and look at all the NFTs related to college sports. 
So depending on what you're interested in, there's something for everyone, including just how gaming has a lot of the music industry and artists involved. Same thing applies on NFTs. You'll find a lot of different artists uh, creating NFTs and layering them into the things that they're doing on gaming. I love that. And, and to push it, you know, I think what we're seeing with a lot of young, very smart tech savvy innovators that are also athletes and attain entertainers, you know, actors, musicians, gamers is really thinking about building their brands with innovation in mind. And there's a lot of traditional athletes and entertainers that are now creating their own streams and, and you're a professional brand builder. What advice um, could you give in terms of building up that robust personal brand in leaning into gaming and the NFT space and all of the other main um, mainstream things that are happening that didn't exist a year ago? Yeah. So if you are trying to build your personal brand and it cr- it's a cross section between gaming and NFT, start by obviously doing your homework and finding out what is it that your audience wants to know? Second is what is the message or the value that you really want to deliver? And then third, how are you going to tell that story? Are you going to create videos? Are you going to do a podcast? Are you going to create infographics on with you like images? What's the best way to, for you to do a story or to do storytelling that you can be consistent on? Because one of the biggest things that a lot of people struggle with when developing their personal brand or want to be known as the gaming NFT expert online is consistency. Is this something I can do on a daily basis? Is this something I can do on a weekly basis? So if you really want to build your personal brand, you have to be willing to do two things. One, be consistent. And two, create content on an ongoing basis. And that's really hard for a lot of people to get their arms around or their head around like, oh, I don't have a team to create content. I don't have a team to film. All you need is a phone. You can do it yourself but you just have to have the courage to do it and the courage to fail. Like you might post something and it might not perform very well. Don't worry about it. Don't overthink it. Try right. to just create as much content as you can and then listen and get feedback from others. And that'll tell you where you need you to go. So if I, for example, want to do um, the different posts about different topics, I would put them out there and then ask. The easiest way to find out if somebody wants that content is to ask them. I know it seems really simple, but you see a lot of people online sometimes will say, so what would you like to see on my page? This type of content or that type of like, that's so smart. Just ask them, what's the most meaningful thing for you? And then do that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think is really interesting to see is the pattern, like history repeating itself. So if you think back, you know, 10 years ago when traditional athletes were just getting into building their personal brand and social media, a lot of them were feeling like it was a waste of their time because they were not getting paid directly because they're used to going to maybe an appearance or, you know, and, and getting paid a check every time that, that they're, you know, engaging with anything. A lot of the narrative that I was hearing 10 years ago from athletes was, well, nobody's going to pay me to put in all this hard work on social media, but you have to build it first. And that's really what I'm hearing you say is, investing in that time and building your brand on on stream on whatever streaming platform you're starting to engage with and waiting then for the audience to follow and then monetize. So you know this better than anybody. Commu- gaming is all about community. 
And you got to build your community. You have to build your audience. Those who have an audience win. Those who have a community win. Why? Because your community is your sounding board. Your community is the audience that helps you shed, uh, share and spread ideas. Your community is what you rely on when you need to go to someone to find out what's working or not. And your community is what you need to invest in building. So it's true. Like it does take an investment. It takes an investment of time and it takes an investment in how you create and edit and put out your content, but you're investing in yourself. And there's no greater investment you can make. No one is going to put you at the top of their priority list. You have to put you at the top of your priority list. You do a lot of media training with celebrities, entertainers, business people at a corporate level. When someone that's outside of the esports and gaming world decides to step into that space, what's some of the key advice that you give them from a media training perspective that really helps them not make the misstep? Because we have seen some, you know, people going into this space and, and then kind of, you know, having some issues and affecting really their, their main career as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually done a lot of cleanup on aisle five when it comes to media training with gamers. So first things first is be mindful that you represent a company or a brand. I think gamers feel like, oh, we're just kind of out there doing our own thing. But if they're representing a team, a professional team, which can happen to an NFL player, NBA player, or baseball player, or hockey player, they represent an organization and an entity. So they really need to be mindful about who they represent when they're speaking on their own personal social media channels. The second thing is like, understand if you're going to go talk to a journalist or you're going to do an interview, you really should follow that journalist. What kind of stuff are they interested in? What kind of stories are the ones that they are passionate about? Because they're the conduit for reaching that audience or the public. So you want to make sure that you're being relevant to what they need to tell their listeners or their readers or their audience and community. So having that knowledge of what they write about or what they care about means you're adding value to them. And I think a lot of people just come into an interview like, I just want to talk about what I care about. No, what you need to talk about is what they care about because that's what's going to make it a great story. Super, super smart. I think that is like such a really good nugget that people often forget um, about even having on their radar at all. That's amazing. Uh, what about the what about the brand side? I know you and I have worked even together collaborating with very large brands on getting into the esports space. What are some things that brands, from your perspective? really need to think about in terms of that tone of voice and communication strategy in order to be authentic? Yeah, I think one of the things that I think we face this and how we've been dealing with different clients and talking to them about gaming and stuff is like, they don't know where to start. So the first step is education, learning about the industry in the space. Are you going after a league? Are you going after a team? Are you going after a player or a streamer? Are you going after a tournament? So first things is education. Where should we start? And then really understanding the different layers of the industry. So like any other sports industry or gaming industry is the same. Like you need to understand the key stakeholders within that ecosystem to find out where's the best place for you to play. 
Are you interested in sponsoring tournaments because you want to motivate the players that are, are, are really putting in a lot of effort to compete? Are you interested in looking at gamers as coders, as analysts, as people that you might potentially recruit for your company? You know, because gamers and streamers are the most analytical and smart people you can hire for your business because they have problem-solving skills, they have to have agility, they have to be decision makers, they have to be problem solvers. Those are fantastic skills when hiring somebody. And I think that's another way for a brand or a company to go in is to say, hey, I feel like these um, this group of audience or streamers or gamers are really important for our economic growth of our company or of our industry, and they could really make a big difference. I love that. And you're also a, a leader in the space as, as a female, which I know there's been a lot of buzz around really leaning in on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you check a few boxes within that, within that space. Are you finding an influx of people reaching out to you um, specific to kind of that topic or helping them do some problem solving um, for their brand on reaching women in the space as well? Listen, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a really challenging 16, 18 months, last couple of years, not just with COVID, but with George Floyd and us being based in Minnesota, it really woke a lot of people up to the conversations. Are we including the right audiences? Are we making sure we're representing all the voices that need to be heard, including women? I think there's a long way to go in the space, but I know that everybody, including you are making a lot of efforts to change that. And I feel like even here in Minnesota with the rocker, they have bought a ton of really talented women on the team, which is so exciting to to see. So I'm excited about where it's going. I think the industry knows women and actually there's more female gamers, I think, and than male gamers than some of the markets right now. So that's super exciting. But um, I don't like to think of it as targeting to bring more women in as much as it is overall inclusive, because that's representation of what the audience and the community is like. Right. Yeah. And I see even from a brand perspective, um, wanting to, like you said earlier, get it right. Wanting to make sure that they're finding some balance there, but trying to really hone in on what does, what does that mean without just checking a box, but really being again, authentic in their approach in the space. What do you predict kind of for the future? Because I kind of feel like you are always a few steps ahead of mainstream on kind of where trends, innovation, and tech is going. Um, some insight or anything that you see kind of coming up in the future? I think the main thing, I mean, the reason why I talked so much in this uh, podcast and our conversation today was about culture and relevance, because I think that's that's the number one thing everyone needs to learn how to nail. What's emerging that we need to pay attention to? Because first movers have advantage. So being involved in gaming and esports is super important. Being involved in NFTs, understanding NFTs, understanding cryptocurrencies, understanding how to set up a MetaMask account, understanding what is Ethereum and Solana and how do I get on Discord and what is OpenSea, you got to know that stuff. You have to really be listening and really be paying attention. I'm a huge consumer of information. Like I have to be, in order for me to be on, on top of what's happening and on pulse in order to give that value for other clients, I have to be a good student myself. So I think one of the ways to be on top of trends and what's happening 
and being a couple steps ahead is I'm just consuming a lot and I want a lot of people to be consuming as well. So that's spending time on Twitter, spending time on Discord, uh, making sure you're listening to the relevant podcasts, listening to the right channels on YouTube. Just consume is, is really the best thing I can say. But I think follow the basics in what you uh, basics in communication. So one, listening. Two, start to understand NFTs and gaming because those are two of the biggest exploding industries that are out there. Three, learn how to do storytelling and content, storytelling and content, storytelling and content. Every business or brand needs to have a social presence and it's not a nice to have, it's a must have. Absolutely, absolutely agree. You are someone who, when it comes to working with clients, I mean, you're working with the top Fortune 100 companies and some of the top influencers, um, not only in the United States, but some of the top influencers in the world for clients, potential clients that possibly come across this episode. Are you taking on clients? Are you are you scaling your business? What is on the horizon for you and your company? Yeah. Actually, I am. We've actually hired a couple more people just this last week. So we are. So we're really focusing on helping companies and or individuals tell their stories. So we do. I do a little bit of social media content, helping people tell their stories on social, but mostly helping with strategic communications, working with the press, finding like what their narrative is. I think the most, the most fun I have would be working with someone to figure out like, what's the best way to tell my story and how do I understand the biggest things coming down the, in the market that I really need to be focusing on like NFTs. Like I can't tell you all of my friends and business colleagues that I know, I'm like, Hey, what do you guys do my NFTs? And I got my family, my nephew is all like into NFTs now. And I'm trying to teach him all about ETH and sending him articles and getting people to get into it. I know we've talked a lot about it. So like, it's just something I believe in. And I only talk about things that I either do myself. So I set up my account. I own a bunch of NFTs. I have a wallet. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't do it if I hadn't, I wouldn't tell someone to do it unless I did it myself. Same for like gaming and esports. Like I go to the events, I'm sitting on Discord, I'm learning about a community because I think it's so important that we understand the communities that we're a part of. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I would say not just from personal brand perspective, but you know, you are able to steer giant corporations in doing, you know, product portfolio strategy, really looking for kind of the holes and gaps into their communication strategy and their go-to-market strategy. So um I I mean I can't say enough about some of the projects that I've watched you work on and that I've been blessed to have a little bit of a part in helping you and in regards to some of the esports and and gaming strategies that you've been leading, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, How do people reach you? Where can people find you? Where can they follow you? So um, my handle is at Maha Gaber, M-A-H-A-G-A-B-E-R. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. You can also email me, Maha at digitalandsavvy.com. I give out my email because I love to hear from people. So I'd love to hear from anyone. And um, the conversation continues. Like we, I just love listening about new things and hearing about new things that are happening in the market. So NFTs are here to stay. I believe in that. I bet I'm also like, as much as I do digital stuff, like I love books and physical assets and collect sports cards. So I kind of do a little bit of everything. 
I love that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming and sharing insights. Any final thoughts? My final thought to you is I'll see you at VCon. In 2022 in Minnesota, I'm sorry, I keep pushing Minnesota, but I live here and I love it here. Um, <laughs> but we're really excited about doing more fun things with you, Rebecca, and can't wait to do more with um, all of the female gaming things that you're pushing and that you're sharing yes. in a part. I'm really, really proud of you. And, you know, with our with our mutual friends at Version 1 and Rocker, there's some really exciting things um, in the works. They just brought on another female streamer that was announced um, over the past couple of days and more and more to come there. Um, that organization's been doing some really phenomenal things um, to support women in gaming. So if you are a brand and you're not an esports in gaming, now is the time. A year from now, you're going to be grateful that you got into the space because you would have yes. built an audience. You would have built relationships. Don't hesitate anymore. Get into gaming and esports. It is where consumers are. They have purchasing power. They influence their households. They are savvy and they are ready to connect with your brand. Amen to that. Those, <laughs> that, those, are, those are some perfect parting words. So reach Thank out to Maha. You. Thank you so much. We'll Thank talk you. soon.